Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Today's Word for the Day is found in James 1, 26 and 27. Here's what James writes. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So three things um, get surfaced in these two verses. <clears throat> First, the person who claims to be religious but cannot bridle their tongue, um, they deceive their heart. Their their religion is worthless. This may sound odd because isn't what we do what really matters, but the truth is um, words are powerful things, number one. Number two, the fact that we are beings that use words and language reflects uh, the image of God. God is a being who communicates. And of course, it looks like some animals, uh, other animals communicate in a very rudimentary manner, but not the way we do with words and the way we can actually create words and then how we can use words. That's probably the bigger deal. Words could be life-giving. Words could be death-giving. And, and so for James, the person who claims to follow Jesus, but doesn't use life-giving words, there's a contradiction there. So he calls us to that, number one. Number two, he says, um, at the same time, true religion is about what you do, um, especially uh, visiting those who are on the margins, widows, orphans. And again, I think the reason for this in Jane's mind is this reflects the image of God. This is who God is in his character. He reaches out to those who are in need and to those who are, who are um, cannot help themselves. And he stands for them and he helps them. He calls those who follow him to do the same thing. And so, again, be, be careful. Don't, don't read widows and orphans as, as, my gosh, I don't know a widow and orphan right now, so I can't obey this command. They're, they're stand-ins for the broader category of those who, who can't help themselves, who are, who are needy, who don't have enough resources, both uh, relationally and materially, um, and in terms of just social capital, and calls us to take part of our lives and do good toward those kind of folks. And that can be manifested in many, many ways. Then he says, lastly, it's not, you, you, it's not just that you bridle your tongue, it's not just, you, not just that you do good to those who are on the margins, but you work to keep yourself unstained from the world. That's a great image, to be unstained from the world. Um, in First John, uh, he defines the world as the lust of the flesh, um, um, the lust of the, um, man, I'm blanking on this, it's early in the morning, I don't have the verse in front of me, um, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the mind, and the boastful pride of life, got it, I memorized those verses a long time ago. So in the Bible, the word world usually has one of three meanings, <clears throat> it can just mean, excuse me, <clears throat> it can just mean the globe. The earth, it can mean um, like all the people in the world, like for God so loved the world. Then it can mean this um, kind of world system, this uh, way of viewing life, this way of living that is separated from God, that's sometimes expressed in stark terms as anti-God or anti-Christ, maybe worldliness. And so as believers, we're called to not be worldly. Um 
<clears throat> and it's not the lust of the, lust of the mind, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. And so the world sets up its its own systems of what's right and wrong, good and bad, and what's valuable based on reference points other than God, either false gods or on sort of a kind of humanism, a self-referential approach. And so, you know, what do you do with money? In the kingdom, we're generous with it. In the world, we're greedy with it. What do we do with our bodies? In the kingdom, we're chaste. In in the world, um, we use our bodies for our own pleasure. Um, what do we do um, with our career? In the kingdom, we pursue our God-given vocation and use our career and the resources it produces for the sake of, of God and others. In the world, you pursue a career to build your own identity, to, to build your own wealth, and, and to pursue your own success. You get where I'm going with this. And James says it's, it's like this, this ickiness that's out there. If you're not careful, you can get stained by it. And you don't want to be stained by it. You want to keep away from it. Keep away from the world. Excuse me for that yawn. I do this early in the morning. And so um, um, he says he should work hard to be unstained by the world. And so there are a lot of sources from which worldliness comes to our mind. Of course, I think the media, and by that I mean everything, whether it's uh, news media, entertainment, music, uh, worldliness and the values of the world are just all over that constantly. Now, I don't think that means I have to be like an Amish person and exclude myself from that. Um, but I probably need to be wise in my use of it. I need to be very discerning about not letting the lies of the world kind of kind of filter into my mind and stain me unknowingly, and I start living by them. Um, the people I'm with, um, I think, you know, obviously as believers, we have to work in the world. And, and we're called to reach those that don't know Christ. We have to have friends with those who are not believers. That's that's a call from God. But <clears throat> um, if we neglect connection with other believers who are seeking to not be stained by the world, that can really hinder our ability to be worldly. Then I think we have to just check our own heart. What are those things that are that the world espouses that we find ourselves naturally attracted to? We all have our own list of what those things are. Those are probably areas we need to really focus on and guard ourselves from. Um, but later in James, James says, you know, whoever, whoever loves the world, essentially paraphrasing here, we'll get to this verse later on, but whoever loves the world basically, you know, hates God. You can't love the world and love God. It doesn't work. And so here he, he hints at where he's going with that by saying, I want you to keep yourself unstained by the world. Well, God bless and have a great day.